Hello and welcome back to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. It's fall, time to go back to school. I've got some really great episodes for you as we enter this new season, and I'm sure you're going to want to tune in. I also have an upcoming workshop, and you can learn all about that on my website, isabelbridges.com. See you inside the episode. Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning. Because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Hello, and welcome back to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel, and today I am just beyond excited. I'm like tingling. I'm so excited to be talking <laughs> about, about all things joyful home management with the beautiful and amazing Jessica Eastman Stewart. Welcome, Jessica. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It is um I, I am a listener of the podcast and really excited to get to be uh, to be a guest today. Wonderful. So as you know, I start out with two questions. The okay. first question is, who are you and what do you do in the world? And the second question is, what does empowerment mean to you? Okay. I'm Jessica Eastman Stewart. Um, I'm a mom of two kiddos. I live in Northern California and I help people get organized at work and at home. Um, that's what I love to do. And empowerment to me means the ability or opportunity or privilege maybe to get to live a life of your choosing, you know, to get to say, this is the kind of life I want and to have the space and support you need to be able to create that reality for yourself. Um, so that's what I think about empowerment. I thank you for mentioning choice. Um, mm -hmm. I actually think that's a big part of what we want to talk about today is choice. Um, because anyone who's listening to this right now has really an abundant amount of choices. Yeah. And um, I don't know, dear listener, if you're anything like me, that can be wonderfully freeing and it can be a little <laughs> debilitating because there's yes. so much space. You and I talked a little bit about that before we hit record, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, having too many choices can sometimes actually be pretty debilitating. And I think I remember actually picking out wedding invitations and the website I happened to land on had, I think, 700 different designs. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of wish it had 10. Yes. Because if it had 10, I could look at all 10, pick one, and I would have been happy. But there was this weird human need to look at all 700 to make sure that I wasn't missing out on some theoretical perfect wedding invitation. So I know it. And when it comes to life, I think sometimes we just have to choose something that is good enough to move forward because that perfectionism of like making the right choice can really hold us back. I, I, in fact, it happens with, with my family. When we think about travel, there are so many options. Yeah. There are so many places in the world to go and be and do. We just had a friend um, invite us to celebrate a milestone birthday with him and his family in Portugal next year. Mm. And, you know, that wasn't necessarily a place on our list of like, Oh, one day we'll want to go there. But I'm just like, well, nothing's perfect, but we'll have friends there and there'll be other families and it sounds nice. So let's just do that as opposed to making a spreadsheet of a million options and spending time forever. So I think finding that balance of getting really clear on what you want and what choices are aligned to what you need, while also just not spending forever trying to figure out what exactly is perfect, just let it be good enough and have grace for that, I think is really, it's, it's, it's the art, the art of empowerment. <laughs> I love that. The art of empowerment and really like <laughs> containment, I feel like, in that. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm really looking forward to talking to you about. Because 
my experience of you and your work is really like, yes, there's this array of choices. So let's find some containment and (laughs) know ourselves, which is another aspect of empowerment. So that when we choose, we're doing it from, you know, 10 wedding invitations rather than 700, <laughs> right? Exactly. So exactly. I'll, let, I'll let you take it away. Like, what are some of your strategies to create that sense of containment without feeling like we're caged in or trapped? Yeah, definitely. Well, so I, I love the idea of, you know, figuring out what is it, you know, let's think about the home, you know, what is it about your home and its routines and its systems and its culture that isn't working that well for you and figuring out like, okay, what is not working that well? And then how can I name what's really important to me about that thing and then make a small shift to make that thing go better Um, and try not to tackle all of it at the same time. I think that's a common problem is that folks say, you know, we need to declutter our home. And that means like, a weekend of sweaty work where all we do all day is like load bags of trash out to the, to the curb, you know? Um, and that can be overwhelming and keep us from taking action. So figuring out what are the small bits we can change. And I think one of the things that, that we have in our home that helps us with that is some lists like checklists. And I use checklists for all sorts of things. If folks are interested in checklists and why they're so powerful, there's a really great book actually called The Checklist Manifesto. And it's about the science of checklists. It actually talks about healthcare and um, airline pilots and how they use checklists and how powerful they are in getting to taking your beautiful, amazing brain and using it to do what it's great at, which is to come up with ideas about how to do something well, and then free that brain from having to remember those every single time by putting them into a place. And so we use checklists in our home for a lot of things. So my kids actually, um, we just started school this week and we did a little bit of a small refresh on our morning routine and our evening routine. And we've got checklists involved in both of those. So the morning routine had gotten a little wonky during the summer. Things were just a little different. My kids were going to summer camp. So there was still that get up and go out of the house energy that we have during the school year, but the timing was more flexible. Um, you know, and we had just kind of gotten to some, and it was weirdness, like so-and-so is out of town right now. And now we have this other camp. So it was a time to kind of refresh. So we actually said, my husband and I were chatting and figuring out what matters about morning. And we realized our kids are getting stuck on breakfast. Mm. They can often make their own breakfast, but there's choices that seem to be like, there's too many, like we said, too many choices. And then they're like, I can't, I don't know. I don't know what I want for breakfast. So then I'm just going to actually go pick up this ball in the corner and play with it instead. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids are seven and nine. Um, and so they, you know, the overwhelm of having too many choices was like holding them back from taking action or they would need help with breakfast if they wanted to make it. Like my son really likes scrambled eggs, but I don't really feel like he's, totally there with our wonky stove, turning it on. It's yep. a, little, a little silly. It uh, doesn't quite always turn on, turn on. So we decided, okay, we need to get everything else done and then breakfast. Breakfast will be the last part of this, the morning routine. And if we do it that way, we know that by the time we get there, you know, my husband or me or both of us is like, we're kind of awake and ready for the day and ready to like be there to support the breakfast process. Um, but we know that they already have all the other things taken. So we actually practiced literally like coming down the stairs we, the night before school started. And we're like, okay, I came down the stairs. I'm awake. Okay, what are my options? And we talked about it. They could either go right and come cuddle their mom because I'm not saying no to cuddling of your course. mom in the morning. So if they, that's what they want to do, then they're always welcome to do that. Uh, routine be damned. And then, or you could go left and work on your morning four. And that's what we called it. I, I, I tried to come up with some cute name where it was like alliteration, but I couldn't. So morning four is what it was. So either you go, you go cuddle and then do your morning four, or you go straight to the morning four. The morning four is get dressed, get your shoes on, get a water bottle and put on your sunscreen. 
Those are the morning four. And they've got a little place where their sunscreen exists. There's a little thing where their, their shoes that's right there. So they have everything they need. There's even a basket of socks because socks will be a problem for my daughter. And she'll be like, I need socks. And they're upstairs. So we were like, let's get some socks downstairs. Um, and so once they're done with the morning four, it literally says on their sheet, then eat breakfast. They can go and there's a list of eight breakfast ideas that we almost always have. You can have a PB&J. You can have yogurt, you know, um, and stuff they can make or they can ask for help if they're just not feeling it. Like, oh, could you please help me make my bagel? Like, I might say no, but usually I say yes, you know, um, depending on what I'm up to or I'll make their eggs. And so um, that is a checklist that we're using in the morning and it's working really well um, so far. So that's one thing that's going really well for us. Um and I could share a couple of others. The evening one is a little bit more about kind of a routine. So we've basically got it. And it's only a little bit different from what it's been in the past. But in the evening, it's literally posted in the kitchen. And it says, we come home, put away your backpack, do your chore. They each have one chore to do each day that they do for the whole school year. My son empties the robot vacuum. My daughter sets the table for dinner. Um, chores and backpack. You put your backpack away. Um, the so next thing we have... Food, removing lunches from backpacks. That's right. That's okay. right. So we and we actually practice that. And we're still actually... That's still something that needs a little bit of support because I noticed yesterday, I was like, huh, it's the second day of school and I don't have any papers. That seems un likely. I feel like there's some sort of paper that some teacher or administrator is sending me. So I went and looked and realized like, oh, my son didn't get his little folder out. Okay. So clearly got to work on that. And that, you know, with kids, like it's never going to be perfect from the beginning. They got to practice, you know? And so I'll be like, you know, next time he does it, I'll praise him super well. Like, thank you so much. You did a great job. So, um, you know, empty out, you know, water bottle, any lunches you have, um, and papers, they have a place where they put their like artwork and schoolwork. Mm -hmm. So there's like a specific place for that. And I go through it every few months and like recycle most of it and keep a few pieces, mm -hmm. um, send a few to the grandparents or take pictures of any that I don't want to keep. Um, and then they, they know where to put, you know, it's on the kitchen counter, mm -hmm. like things that we need attention for, you know, got to fill out the field trip form or something. So they do, um, backpack and chores, then they've got free time. And that for them could be, you know, playing, it could be screen time on their iPad, but they kind of get their own time to kind of decompress from the day. They can, sometimes they choose to hang out, you know, around the kitchen. That's when my husband and I are usually making dinner um, or one of us is, and the other one might be doing, you know, things around the house or finishing up work from the day. Um, we eat at seven and we found that for us, setting that time actually really helps because it, it's enough time for us to actually make the dinner. Um, but it gives the kids a known, like I can play and I can have this known screen time until seven. And for them, that is helpful because it, when I think when screen time can be so, you know, fraught when mm -hmm. it's a known, I think it helps create less stress in their bodies. Like they know like containment. That's right. And so we actually have it set up there. Their, their screen stopped working at seven. So mm -hmm. we just, we have that set up in the settings. So it, we don't have to ask them, you know, mm -hmm. just one more minute. I'm finishing the, you know, one wow, more minute. Amazing. You know, we don't have that. So the screen time settings and iPad um, really help with that. So that turns off at seven and then we're, we're going to eat dinner. Um, and you know, the occasionally like last night, I actually just kind of lost track of time with something I was doing. So dinner was not even close to being ready at seven. So I was, my, my son was like, well, since you're not ready with dinner, could I have more screen time? And I was like, you know what? Sure, buddy, you can have 15 more minutes. And you know, there's a way to just give him 15 more minutes right away. And so I just did that while I finished up dinner. So routines and checklists can also be flexible. You know, they're, they're not made of concrete, right? Um, and so uh, after that, the kids take showers. This is a new thing for us. Our mm -hmm. kids are now to the point where like showers need to happen yeah. every day. <laughs> We've, you know, when they were younger and they're like four and five, like it doesn't need to happen every day unless you're really, really like muddy or something. Mm -hmm. But we've now reached the point where we need to like, that's a hygiene thing. Got to do it every day. So we send them off while we clean up dinner and they go do showers or baths, whatever they want. When they're done with that, we have a little family time. And I actually made um, just 
a bunch of ideas and put them on cards about what we could do during family time. And I said, my son gets to pick on odd days and my daughter gets to pick on even days. And they go through the little cards and they pick something. So um, the first night my daughter picked reading. She wanted to read a book together. Mm -hmm. So my husband and I sat on the couch with them and he read a book and it was lovely. My son picked scavenger hunt, which I didn't expect anybody to pick so so quickly. Um, But I just Googled like printable scavenger hunts. You know, they, they exist on the internet. So I just found one and we like walked outside with little printed scavenger hunts. And we were like looking for a bird and looking for something that makes you smile and something orange, you know, um, and just walked around the neighborhood for a minute and then came back in. That was fun. It got us out of the house. Um, you know, my daughter last night picked game. So we played <laughs> Sleeping Queens, which is a fun mm, card game. So fun. Um, and other things on that are like watching a show. Like we really like, um, is it cake on Netflix is a really fun family mm-hmm. show. Um, or, you know, I actually put on there, nobody's chosen it yet, but watch a YouTube drawing video and everybody does it. Like the, oh. all four of us, like, you know, pra- like watch some drawing video where they teach us how to draw like Mickey Mouse or something and we all get to try it, you know? Um, so there's a number of fun activities there. And then after that, it's like teeth, vitamins, bed. Um, and then they get to kind of read or like build or play in their room kind of. Um, and then until uh, 8.45 when um, we have it set up using our like home system to um, immediately start playing a podcast and we let them choose it each night. So we like set it up to like, what do you want? And there's a number of kids podcasts they like. So, so they um, have a, uh, a device in their room. That's right. So they both have a Sono speaker in their room, which okay. is what we're currently using for that. Um, not a screen per se. That's right. No screen. It's just okay. the speaker. And so it starts playing a podcast. And then after that, it goes straight into a Spotify playlist of white noise for, I don't know, like some ridiculous 12 or 14 hours, just so I make I just don't want it to run out because they both love white noise and it helps them sleep better. <laughs> so podcast straight to white noise and that plays all night. And uh, that's the evening routine, which is going pretty well. And then as they wake up in the morning, um, before they wake up and go down, um, sometimes they wake up themselves. In fact, that's pretty often they'll wake themselves up. But they really need to be awake by about 7.20 in order for us to not be late for elementary school. Mm -hmm. So we also have those same speakers wake them up in the morning um, by uh, doing a a little series we've set up um, in the Alexa app. Um, And so it says like, uh, it's actually a little kid's voice. Like we've set it to be a kid's voice in their room. And so it's like, good morning, Cameron. (laughs) You know, it's like this adorable little voice. Good morning, Cameron. And then it's like, today is, you know, September 3rd, you know, um, and it'll tell them, pretty sure it says the day, it tells them the weather, what the weather's going to be like. Um, it reminds them of something that is important in our family, which is to be kind and helpful. It's like, don't forget to be kind and helpful today. I think I also put, um, and don't forget to cuddle your mom. <laughs> Because I, I like to say that. And then it, um, so that, you know, only takes probably 30 seconds or so for that part. So that kind of, they start to wake up and, you know, um, if they're still asleep. And then it goes into playing the today's episode of Kid News, which is K I D N U Z. It's a really fun, um, kids news podcast. Um, and it is developed just for kids. I think it's maybe about, eight minutes each day. And it just tells them the news of the day and then closes with a little quiz about, you know, what it said, like, which country just did this thing, you know, and they'll be like, Ukraine, you know, because they just they were listening to it, you know, so. Um, so that is fun. Um, so they get ha- have something to listen to. And I feel like, you know, maybe that's good for them too. they get a little bit of news. But, um, you know, that that little smart home setup is like, so helpful for us <laughs> to know that the evening and the morning are going to start out that way. Um, so I really appreciate that. Yeah. Wonderful. I can hear our listeners like wanting to scribble all of these <laughs> down. So I'm assuring you we have this in the notes. 
Um, so you don't have to do that. And we'll have links in there as well. Thank you for all of that wisdom you just dropped, Jessica. I'd love to uh, have a little drop on the family meeting too. Yes. Maybe the list or the rhythm that you have. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So a weekly family meeting is something that we started in our home probably about five years ago. And it has been truly a cornerstone of how our family functions. And I think if folks are feeling like their family, home, routines, culture, systems need to get better, I honestly think that starting with a weekly family routine is one of the best things you could do to kind of improve just about anything about your family life. Um, and so the way it works is, um, you know, and a family meeting can really be, um, especially for folks with little kids, it can just be kind of the adults of the home or the adult of the home, right? If it's just a single adult home, um, taking time to get organized about what's important and what's happening in the week ahead. And, um, and if you have older kids, the kids can start to get involved with either part or the whole meeting as well. So, um, you know, for when my kids were pretty little, so when they were, you know, two and four, when we got this started, for us, this was just for my husband and I. And we figured out that doing it on Saturday morning made the most sense for us. At times, you know, we've done it on Sunday morning. So, but for us, usually weekend morning is the magic for us. Um, other families I know do it like actually during the week. You know, they've got the jobs that allow them to say like, okay, Thursday at three is like the family meeting and we get on Zoom from our respective offices and get organized for the week, you know, yeah. so that can be a thing. So it really can work anytime. Um, we did originally try to do it at nighttime after bedtime and that didn't work at all because we were absolutely brain dead. So that was not a solution for us. Um, but during so that meeting, let's just, let's just pause here because I think yeah. that's important to know yourself. This is a part where it's like, when are you resourced enough to do this type of work? Right? Yes, exactly. Um, and for us, like we thought it could work because we have had success sometimes having conversations about things after our kids go to bed. We've certainly done that at times, but it wasn't consistently going to work for us. And I think this is another key idea is, you know, if you try a new system in your home, it might not be the system that's the problem. There might need to be some small piece that that's tweaked. So right, if, if I had said this weekly family meeting isn't working because we're always so tired and we just stopped having the meeting, what a loss when we realized the problem was when we were having it, not the concept of the meeting, right? So then we said, okay, well, let's, you know, we dated the idea of doing it at night. We're breaking up with that. We're going to start dating the idea of doing it on the morning, you know, yep. weekend morning. And so, um, and essentially where we're headed is, you know, during the meeting, we are creating a list of things to do this week. So that's that, that, like the main thing I have is like a clipboard with a legal pad on it. And when I'm writing like, what is Jess doing? What is John doing? And what do we maybe need to do together? Because some tasks just have to be done together. And so then we go through a checklist of topics that we're going to talk about. So the first thing we always do is look at the calendar for the week and figure out what needs to get discussed. So that means, you know, like for example, I normally drop the kids off in the morning. My husband normally picks kids up in the evening. That's our normal, but that doesn't work every time. You know, I got an early meeting, or I'm going to be out of town. So we might identify like, oh, right, can you do the Thursday morning thing and I'll pick them up, you know? So we do those kind of like anything that needs to get changed about the week. As well as like, okay, kid dentist appointment. Who's doing that? Mm -hmm. You know? Are the um, kids present for this part? They they are not present at this point um, for us. Okay. And and especially when we when they were little, now we're starting to have them come in at the end and kind of review the week with us. Um, so this first one is us kind of figuring out logistics, like who's doing you know, who's doing this thing, who's doing that thing, or like, oh yeah, we signed up for a meal train on Wednesday night, like what are we making? Who's bringing it? You know, just kind of, oh yeah, next weekend is a kid's birthday party. Do we have a gift for that? We need to get a gift for that. Okay. Who's going to get the gift for that? So as we do this, we're either, you know, we might be changing the calendar, like moving it in there. Like, okay, you're doing kid pickup. Let's, can you put that in your calendar? You know, oh yeah, we need to get a, a birthday gift for Johnny. Okay. Um, I'll take the lead on that. So then that goes on Jessica's list, you know, that, that I'm going to do that. Um, so calendar is one thing we touch on money. Mm -hmm. And that could be a quick review 
of what's going on and if we need to, you know, uh, move money, talk about anything. Um, it could be a quick decision. Like, should we spend this money? Or I was thinking, should we move this money over here? You know, because of the interest rate thing, you know, so sometimes we just like have the conversation, you know, and like decide what to do about something. Sometimes it's very quick and it's like, are we good on money? Okay, good. We just move on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we identify we actually need a longer conversation about money. In fact, this happened um, last weekend. We said, oh, you know what we should... My husband was like, I really want us to go through recurring charges and see if there's any that we could cancel. Mm-hmm. And so we, we knew that we didn't want to do that right then. That might take some time. So we, it went on the together list, like go through recurring charges. And we ended up actually doing it Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, we After the kids went to bed, we were like... I was like, do you feel like you've got the energy for that? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we actually went through and like realized like, yeah, we don't need that anymore. Or we should change that to every two months. We don't need it that much, you know, or we actually found like a lot of savings. I was impressed with us. Um, so good, good for him for having that idea. Um, money's one parenting priorities is another one. Yeah. This is where we might talk about like, um, you know, anything that's going on with our kids, it needs our attention. We might say like, you know, let's talk about kids activities. Like, should we do baseball and basketball? That's what he says he wants. Like, can we fit that in? You know, like, um, or, you know, uh, I'm worried about that thing with the thing, you know, or like little kids, like, is it time to potty train the little one? Yeah. We're ready to do that. That takes a lot of energy. Are we ready for that? Or are we just going to punt that to September? You know, um, so any parenting priority, you know, how are we supporting our kids? Do they need tutoring? Like, do we need to talk to the school? Like, really anything or just like broken systems. Like I remember actually one conversation saying, I'm so frustrated that they don't put their bags away when they come home. And so we like brainstormed, like, what are we gonna do about that? You know, do we need to move the place to hang their bags? Do we just need to say, that's what we're focusing on for the next week or two is like every day, we're going to make sure that we are like, don't forget your bags. Don't forget your bags. High five. You did your bag. Like, are we going to just give all of our energy to like strengthening that system? So that's where we talk about that is parenting stuff. Um, And then we kind of close up our part of the meeting with my husband and I talking about any other to-dos that might be hiding in different places and just clarifying who's doing what. So the places that to-dos might be hiding for us um, in our phone reminder system, sometimes like that's where I get reminders like cat flea medicine once a month. So I'll be like, oh yeah, cat flea medicine's coming up this week. Can you do that? Great. Put that on John's list. Not my favorite thing. Uh, Cats hate that. Um, You can do that. Or, you know, um, so phone could be one. Um, Like sometimes we like literally, we will like look around the house because you'll spot like, oh yeah, we need to go back to the library. Look, there's a big old stack of books, you know, or that needs to get returned to UPS. Can you take that? Or, oh yeah, that towel rack fell out of the wall. What are we going to do about that? We're going to replace it? Or like, can you do that? Should we get a handyman? Like, maybe we should just get it with a hook. You know, like, and we like go around, discuss, decide, but like looking around our house sometimes generates like things that need to get done. And those will go on the list. And so we end with this list that we just put on a little nail hanging up in the kitchen that says like, what's Jess doing? What's John's doing? And what are we doing together? You know, if it's like a decision to make or like, I cut his hair. So we got both got to be there for that. For example, if he needs a haircut, you know, so he'll put that on the list. Can you cut my hair this week? Okay. Yes, I'm happy to. Um, And uh, so that's our weekly family meetings. And then we bring the kids in for them to name what is like, what is going well in the family and anything that they want to work on for themselves Mm -hmm. or in the family this week. So that's the chance for us to talk about like, you know, we'll share with them like, um, you know, I'm annoyed that there's a lot of complaining about showers. Mm-hmm. Like, can we figure out a way to like, do you have any ideas for how we can make you hate your shower less? Cause like what's not on the table is you not taking showers, but like, you know, and like actually one thing that we realized with my daughter a couple weeks ago was like, she hated having wet hair going to bed. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that you don't need to wash your hair every day. Yeah. Or at least she doesn't. And so we just, Show, I just was like, here's a shower cap, kid. So now she doesn't wash her hair every night. And on the nights when she doesn't, she gets to have dry hair going to bed, which turns out that was actually her barrier. And if she hadn't been at this meeting, we wouldn't have figured out like, what is the annoying thing? Um, and so the kids kind of join at the end. And in fact, there's a, there's a book called The Secrets of Happy Families by Bruce. 
I don't know his last name, Filer, Feeler, something like that. Um, and there's a whole chapter on weekly family meetings. And it's got some more fun ideas about how to do it, including like he shares this idea about families, um, like um, the way they let everybody know that the meeting is starting is they like bang on the table. They're like, or something until everybody has now gathered around the table. So like you can create little fun things. You could, you know, have a candle going. You could always eat watermelon during your family meeting because you all really love it. You know, like you could um, all have your favorite, you know, fancy drinks, you know, like make like, you know, lemon slushies to drink. You know, I mean, there's so many things you could do to kind of make it special, give it a little bit of that. And then it, you could also include some family culture stuff. You know, you could close with like appreciations, like let's share some appreciations for each other this week, you know? Um, and so there's lots of ideas for how you can make that even stronger. Um, or you could just close it with like a game, you know, like we're going to play this fun game that we like, you know? Um, so lots of opportunities to, to have a good time with weekly family meetings. And if folks are interested in this, um, I actually have a guide on how to do weekly family meetings with like templates and lots of examples and lots of different things that different families do. I mean, it's really popular. Over a thousand people have gotten it to date. Um, and so I will put a coupon code. We'll do MEP for Mother's Empowerment Podcast. Um, so if you go into my website, jessicaeastmanstewart.com slash everything, and I imagine um, you'll also put it in the show notes that will, you can find it on my, on my website um, and grab it. And I'll, I'll put a discount for everybody who's listening to this podcast because I really want you to get it if it's helpful. It's actually already only $10. So, you know, at, at full price. So it's a very affordable resource. And it's wonderful. I, I have it. Yeah. Oh, great. Appreciate it. Yeah. Great. I'm so glad. Okay. Um, so yeah. you, you told us about the nail with the Jess and John lists on yes. it. Where do you keep your other lists? Great. Okay. So I have so many other lists. So a couple of, um, but that is, I, I don't want to say, I say that in, not in a way that want to overwhelm people. I think figuring out what is one thing that I could create a list to get things out of my head and just focus on that one thing, you know, okay, um, so I'm going to keep pausing you. Why? Yes. Hey, why do you do that? Like, why do you not store it in your head? Oh my gosh. Um, I just believe that your head, your head is a great place to have ideas and a really, yeah. really awful place to keep them yes. because, um, your brain is just going to remember things all at the wrong times. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you're going to be like in a work meeting and it's going to be like, Oh man, I need to cut my husband's hair this week. Didn't he ask me to do that? Like you can't do anything about that at this time. So like that is a useless uh, use of your brain, your, your very limited brain energy. So um, keeping things out of your head, I think is really helpful. Um, and so I think there's really two types of lists. There's lists that are like to-do lists, right? So this is like what we create in our weekly family meeting. You know, I got to get the birthday present for Johnny. I got to cut my husband's hair. We got to talk about recurring tasks. Got to get my daughter a softball glove, you know, that mm -hmm. is like the to-do list. Then there's checklists, which are more like my kids morning four. every morning, Recurrent. you're going to do these four things. And it's honestly, they can remember it, but it makes a difference that it is literally written on a piece of paper that I have used painter's tape to stick to the wall. Yeah. Like it makes a difference because their brain doesn't have to remember it and they get to use their energy and their brain for yeah. other things. Another example is I'm literally looking at a checklist for being a guest on a podcast. I print this out. It's a Google Doc. I print it out every time I guest on a podcast. And it reminds me of all the things that I like to do for podcast guesting that I would forget otherwise. So here's a couple examples that are on my list. So I um, put my phone on Do Not Disturb so that it doesn't ring while I'm chatting. Right? I make sure I'm wearing earrings. I really like to wear earrings when I'm on Zoom meetings. So I do that. Um, it makes sure that my uh, headphones are connected and my microphone is set up, right? Like it get, I get some water to make sure I'm not super thirsty. So those are the things that I make sure I do right before the podcast. And then it reminds me of some things to do right afterwards. Like it reminds me that I want to put a note that I want to share this episode with my email list when it comes out. So that's on the checklist. So after we're done, I will go do that. I will also, you know, um, make sure that I, I usually like to go on my Instagram stories and talk about what we talked about or share a little tidbit. 
right? And those are some of my best ideas for how to deal with a podcast and how to like really maximize like what I'm doing. And this, this checklist ensures that every single time I get to have all of those great ideas, you know, instead of just like sometimes forgetting to, you know, turn that off and sometimes forgetting to have my headphones connected and sometimes, you know, forgetting to, oh yeah, it's so fun when I talk about what we talked about in Instagram stories because it builds excitement for the upcoming episode. Um, it gives me something to do in my Instagram stories in a given day, which sometimes I need ideas for. So anyway, checklists I think can be really great. We also use them for packing and a lot of people use packing lists, but we have a family packing list. It's in Google Docs. So, you know, over time, I take that off. We don't need, you know, uh, diapers anymore, but now we need <laughs> these other things for our kids, you know. Um, but at the bottom of the check, the, the travel list, um, you know, it also has like the way I've organized it is like these are, you know, we have like a little section for things we pretty much always bring. Then there's a little section for like if it's going to be cold, <laughs> then uh, we want to add these things. But if we're going to the beach, add these other things, you know, uh, if we're going camping, you know, add these other things. Um, and then at the very bottom, it's got the like things to do right before we go. And that ensures we, you know, clean the litter box, fill up the cat food, uh, ask the neighbors to bring the trash can in if that's going to happen while we're gone, you know, turn off the, the heat and AC, you know, just all the little things, open the dishwasher so it doesn't get stinky, yeah. you know, like all of these, like, I wish I had, you know, like sometimes I, depending on how long the trip is, I'll even order groceries for delivery when we're going to be home. Like, so that like when we get home within a few hours, like there's some bananas, fresh food. Yay. Yeah. We've been eating fast food on this road trip for a week. Like, yeah. yay, we have real food, you know? Um, and, you know, not every time do I do every task, right? Like if we're leaving for one night, like we don't need to, yeah. you know, do some of those things. But having the checklist just ensures like we're not going to forget anything, you know, and it makes such a difference. And I think like a, a clear, you know, body and like whether that body is our own body or the our body of our family Mm-hmm. is a relaxed body. Like when everybody knows what is happening, mm-hmm. it creates space for more calm. And it also creates space for more spontaneity mm-hmm. because, you know, you know what needs to get done so that, you know, you can ensure that the things that you want to do can fit in around that. And you don't have this vague sense of like, I don't know, can I just go out, like take my kids to ice cream right now? You know what I mean? Like if you have some lists about what matters and what's important this week, you can do that kind of stuff knowing like, yeah, of course I can. Because like, you know, I, these things are the things that matter for us and we've already done them tonight. You know, Mm -hmm. like whatever that is, like kids got their homework done and they took a shower. We've named that that's what's important in our lives and we're done with that. So like, let's have fun. S'mores for everybody, you know? Yes. Yes. Okay, another thing I want to just make sure we touch in on, even if it's just a little bit, is yeah. money and kids. Oh, yeah. And oh. a system you have around, whether it's allowance or just talking about money. Totally, totally. Um, I think it's really important for kids to learn about money. Um, that was not something that my husband nor I had the privilege of as a kid to like learn much about. And so... The way we think about this is we started our kids pretty early with an allowance. Um, I think my daughter was three when we started with an allowance. And that is, you know, really early. And I just was kind of excited to get it going. I don't think it's that necessary. But now my kids are seven and nine. Um, they The way we do it is we give them each uh, the number of dollars as their age. So my son gets $7 a week and my daughter gets $9 a week. And um, so we kind of you know, they get essentially like a raise every time they hit a birthday. Um, and for us, it's not tied to chores. Yep. For me, the purpose of allowance is to teach kids how to deal with money, how to save, how to spend. I want them to make so many mistakes yep. and regret their mistakes because I would rather them make those mistakes when it's like Legos than when it's like taking out $100,000 in student loans from a college that they didn't finish or something, you know, because it gets pretty high stakes once kids get into their late teens, that's some of the money decisions. And so 
um, the whole point of the allowance is to teach them something. And so it's not connected to chores for us. Um, it's like, this is a tool to help you learn about this. And um, we do have chores for my kids. They do a chore every day. Um, I mentioned those earlier. They also do, um, they're now responsible for their laundry. So my daughter does that on Saturday mornings and my son does that his on Sunday mornings and they, you know, start to finish. They do their own laundry. We're, we only started that about a month ago. So we're still at the occasional complain uh, phase, which is normal to be expected with kid chores. And we're even if like my son isn't really complaining anymore, but he absolutely needs reminders at every step. Mm-hmm. Like, don't forget today's your laundry day. Don't forget, move it to the dryer. Don't forget, get it out. Don't forget, put it away. You know, like, but they'll, they'll get better. That's the whole point of, of it. You know, but occasionally yeah. that to chores, they get their, they are, um, allowance, allowance, yeah. unrelated. Exactly. And they, you know, occasionally have opportunities to get like extra money mm-hmm. for like bigger tasks. Like when we moved here to our new home about five months ago, like we had so many cardboard boxes, yeah. you know, and like we needed those to be like broken down and then like carried to the, to the garage. And so like my daughter also wanted to get a hamster mm-hmm. at this time. And I was like, well, I'm willing to give you, you know, $5 if you spend the next 20 minutes breaking down these and like you stay focused and like do it for 20 minutes, like I'll give you $5, you know? Um, So occasionally we do that. Um, Or, you know, my daughter has started to kind of tiptoe into entrepreneurism, you know, and has like wanted to get money. And and so we've like, you know, she's asked us for help. And like, you know, she started Brooklyn's Bakery at one point where she would get like pre-made cookie dough, bake cookies, and then like go stand out at Lake Merritt in Oakland and sell them. Mm-hmm. And like made a surprising amount of money. Honestly, it was like $50 in an hour. I was like, that's not a bad hourly rate for being Absolutely. an eight year old. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I guess she had all the work that she put into it before, but um so that is fine with me as well. And we do require part of that money to go to donations. Mm-hmm. So they have to put a certain percentage to donations and a certain percentage um, has to go to like long-term savings. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I call it like saving for when you're older. And so it's not like saving for a Nintendo Switch. This uh-huh. is like saving for like a car, yeah. a laptop, a house a apartment down payment you know like it's like really long-term saving so um and then the donation we actually just honestly whenever they mention like something that they're interested in like my daughter had an afghan refugee join her class at school and she was like asking a lot of questions about that and i was like you have some money in your donate would you be interested in figuring out like how we can make a donation to an organization supporting folks. And, you know, so, or like there was a fire at a science center where they had gone to classes before, Mm -hmm. you know, and they donated their money to like help with the recovery. So that goes into an envelope, the donation um, portion goes into an envelope and then you decide, okay, this is where that's right. Yeah, that's right. And um, we used to do Mason jars actually were how we were doing it. So it was like clear and they could see the different categories. Mm -hmm. We actually moved. hmm, about six months ago to Greenlight, which is like a an app-based service. Mm-hmm. I think it's $5 a month as we pay to use it, which I find to be easy because before we were using cash. And I actually think with little kids, that can be really powerful because it's hard to imagine just theoretic. I'm moving it into your account. Like a five-year-old is going to be like, what does that even mean? You know, but our, as our kids got older, like it's now digital. So um, it automatically takes money from our account and puts it in each week for their allowance. And it automatically puts a certain amount in savings and a certain amount in donation. Um, And then, you know, let's say we're out at Target and they're like, oh, I've got some money to spend, like, and I want to buy this stuffy, um, which they should never buy because they never play with stuffies. And yet they somehow always need a new stuffy. Um, They, uh, then I'm like, okay, well, you've got that's $9. You've got $11. Do you want to get it? Okay, great. And then we like check out and I like move the money out of their account, you know? So, oh, um, yeah, it works pretty well. They actually have iPad, um, apps for it too. So occasionally they'll be playing a game and they'll be like, I need 99 cents to buy a pack of 1000 gems mm-hmm. for these, like probably trash games. I don't really know. Um, yep. but I'm like, okay, send it to me on green light and they'll go into the green light app and send me 99 cents. 
and then I'll approve the purchase, you know, which is going to charge my credit card. <laughs> so, um, so that's how that works. So Greenlight is pretty good. Um, so if folks want to do that, you should definitely, I, I'm sure I have a referral link somewhere, but folks should find somebody's referral link. Cause I'm pretty sure when you join with a referral link, you get, you know, $30 free or $40 free or something, but we found it to be pretty good. It's not free, but, and it does have features. We're not using it. Like it, it can teach kids how to invest and some other interesting things. Mm-hmm. So there's some cool stuff out there. Oh, and they also give them a little credit card. It's actually a debit card, but it's like, um, you know, so they can actually pay if we were, if we're out and we happen to have their card with us, they can actually like pay the person at target with their card, which yeah. is kind of adorable. And I guess it would be really helpful if kids were like, older and more independent, you know, for them yep. to actually have a card to use. Yeah, so they enter their teenage years, things like right. that. Right. Mm-hmm. And we can also give them extra money. Like, let's say we're going on a, you know, a trip to Disney or something. And we can be like, we're adding $30 for this trip to your card, like spend it however you want. But that's, you know, we're not going to, you're not going to ask me every 10 minutes. Like, can I get that? Can I get that? Can I get that? Like, sure. If you have money left. <laughs> You know, we could do those kinds of things, you know, and uh, that that has been really helpful for us. So we've really come full circle here. We started out by talking about empowerment being about choice and we're kind of closing with empowering our children and teaching them how to be empowered themselves by saying, yes, you have choice, but I'm not just giving you all the money in the world. There is, again, some containment and then you get to choose where to go inside of that container. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. And they get to, you know, they get to have regrets about that too. Yes. That's part of the learning. As we you know, all they do. get to learn like, oh, I was scared to spend that money and I really should have because it's three days later and I'm still thinking about that thing. Or I really wish I hadn't bought all those little things because if I hadn't bought all them, I could have had enough to get that Lego set I really wanted. You know, these are, that's actually... That's a feature, not a bug of the system. I'm, I'm going for those kind of reactions from them yeah. so that they can experience it and learn those learnings, which they need to know. This has been a huge part of my parenting journey is learning how to be comfortable with my children's discomfort and also my oh, yes. and the people that I engage with. Like we're not oh here to make everyone feel happy and please everyone. As, no, women, exactly. as mothers, as humans. Exactly. It's hard to sit with that, it's though. It's hard. It's you know, part of our culture. No, right. You're not supposed to have bad feelings. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> supposed to be happy all the time, especially as a woman. Smile. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yes. Okay. So we're tapering to a close. I want to really honor your time and my time. Uh, so are there any last dangles that you want to make sure our audience hears from you? Yes. Um, I would say, you know, if you were inspired by some of the ideas that we talked about, you know, some of the practical things, I would suggest that you, before you move on to your next thing, pause and make a note, whether that's sending an email to somebody in your life to say, I want to talk about this later, or setting a reminder for yourself to like draft the kids' morning routine, or, you know, go to my website and get that weekly family meeting guides, like whatever, pick one bite-sized thing you can take action on and just focus on that. Um, and don't feel like success looks like if you had seven ideas in this episode that you should implement seven ideas. You know, so just take the one that you feel most lit up by and go do that and reap the benefits of that. You can always come back and listen again and take another idea. So pause now. And that's right. See you in two seconds as we close. Okay. Welcome back. <laughs> you did pause. <laughs> okay. So this is a question I ask all my guests. You may have just answered it. Uh, which is fine. And that is, what is the next empowering action you'd like to invite our listeners to take? Yes. Well, one thing you can do is on my website, I have a whole host of free resources. So that is that one easy thing folks can do is go to jessicaeastmanstewart.com slash freebies and find one freebie that feels like a useful for you. You know, and there's things for work, there's things for home and get that and take a little bit of time. None of them take more than, you know, 15 or 20 minutes to engage with and take something and like 
take whatever is helpful and make it work for your life. And I'm really excited to hear from you, you know, if one of them is helpful about how it worked for you. Yes, I highly recommend you do that. This woman is a genius. So follow her on Instagram, get her <laughs> email list, do all the things because you're going to, your life is going to get better um, as you enter into Jess's world. Thank you so much for being here for this interview and just for being part of my life. I appreciate you so much. Um, not only the work you do in the world, but your friendship as well. Likewise. Okay. So until next time, bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. That's all for today, my friends. And here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you. Today's episode was produced by Brendan Lindsay. Intro and outro music are by Matthew Randolph. I'm Isabel Bridges, author of Daddy Daughter Day. I'm also the founder of the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood. You can learn more about my work and join the sisterhood at isabelbridges.com. Did you enjoy this episode? Good. Then you are going to love Mommy Circle, the place where we put the me back in mommy. This season will gather for six consecutive weeks starting on September 25th. And I'm partnering with my good friend, Elizabeth Sauter, to offer Mommy Circle to mothers of neurodivergent children, teens, and young adults. Because parenting these kiddos comes with a unique set of challenges and joys. And maybe you or someone you know are looking for a community of moms who get it. And if you ever feel unsure about how to navigate the challenges and triumphs that come with this journey, I want you to know that I feel you, I see you. I know that parenting these extraordinary kids is inherently hard. And I'm not going to pretend that it can be all rainbows and butterflies all day long. But what I am going to tell you is that it's easier when you are surrounded by others who are in the same boat as you. But first, you have to find that community. And that's where Mommy Circle comes in. So join me on September 25th by going to isabelbridges.com forward slash mom dash me dash circle. I'll see you there. And psst, I'm offering a 50% off discount for a limited time only. So check it out today, isabelbridges.com.